yeah, I bet those juices are moving through your mouth right now. You're starting to salivate because it is the most delicious time of the week on Coast Access Radio. It's time for At the Table with Gail, and she's her saucy self today. <laughs> I am saucy today, <laughs> yes, because we're going to be talking about sauces. Yeah, how are you? Good, good. How are you? You're looking well. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. It's the wonder of radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and me too. <laughs> but I saw these, Tanya, and I thought, we don't have to ramble on about, you know, not that I ramble, well, at least I hope I don't, um, about long, you know, recipes or other recipes. And I saw this easy sauces and I thought, why can't we have a few sauces that will go with other things uh, in our session? So I found these one and it says, a flavoured sauce can make any meal good to great. Oh, yes. And also, if you stuff up your meal, a sauce can hide it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or if it falls on the floor, you, <laughs> you can hide it with a sauce. No. No joking. Never happened to me. That. No, no, I didn't just say that. Yes, exactly. But anyway, these are all made, as I go through them, uh, they're made in, with a blender or a processor. And honestly, they're just made in, like, well, minutes, not seconds. And they all look lovely. And as I say, um, they go with various things. But we're going to start off with a cranberry port sauce. Mm -hmm. And I like cranberry sauce anyway, but this one is blend or process a 275-gram jar of cranberry sauce or whole cranberry sauce, whatever you can find in the supermarkets, two tablespoons of tawny port, and that's going to add a zing to it, two teaspoons of finely grated fresh ginger, and a half a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, until well combined. Now, you're just blending that all together. I know that we've started off with a sauce, but this, the tawny port and the, the you know, the grated fresh ginger and the ground cinnamon, they're going to give it a, just a different taste. And that is beautifully served with um, ham or pork. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Beautiful, rich cranberry um, look with that rich sort of maroon red colour, really nice. Now we're going to move on to another sauce, and this is chili and mint salsa verde, or is it verde? Verde, I believe. Verde. Mm. Okay, I wasn't quite sure on that, <laughs> but this is the same. You're using a processor, but you're blending or processing two quartered cloves of, cloves of garlic, and obviously you know they're peeled. Two tablespoons of um, baby capers drained, two seeded long fresh green chilies, four anchovy fillets, one teaspoon of Dijon mustard, or any mustard if you've got, but Dijon mustard is a favourite, one tablespoon of red wine vinegar, one cup of fresh parsley leaves, Three quarters of a cup of fresh basil leaves and a half a cup of fresh mint leaves and a third of a cup of olive oil until well combined. Now, you're just mixing all that together. Put it in your processor or blender. As I've said it, if you like, get, you know, put it through and then just give it a, what do we call it? A blast. <laughs> give it a real blast. And uh, this should be a lovely, it's got a bit of... Um, well, it's got a bit of a kick to it with the chilli in it, but it's beautifully green. I must admit, Tanya, just an offside, my basil is just growing beautiful at the moment. Absolutely lovely. It's lovely to see it. Oh, and I've got two little bunches, you know, two little plants of it 
growing beautifully. I must admit, the best I've ever seen it. So if you've got, you know, your basil leaves and your parsley, and I've got parsley in the garden, it's great to look out and see that. But this apparently is very, very good with just your roast potatoes and some grilled seafood. Mm, I can imagine it over roast potatoes because the um, anchovies will make it nice and salty. Yeah, yum, yum, yum. yeah exactly. Mm. Yeah. So that's another one. And this is a brilliant, beautiful green sauce. So the colours are just lovely. Now, the next one we're moving on to is something that I haven't really heard of before. I've heard of apple sauce, but this is brown butter sauce. Now, you're heating up uh, 40 grams of butter in a medium saucepan over medium heat. Cook without stirring until foamy. So just watch it. Don't put it on. We don't want it brown. We really want it just foaming. Add one tablespoon of fresh sage leaves and cook for one minute or until the sage is golden and the butter smells nutty. Remove the sage because you've got the flavour from that um, and blend or process cooled butter with one teaspoon of ground cinnamon and 400 grams of either stewed apple that you've got or canned pie apple until combined. And then transfer that to a bowl and you can top it if you want to with, you know, sage leaves if you've got them lying around. But this apparently is great with roasted root vegetables such as carrots and parsnips. Mm. And it is, it looks like, you know, sort of uh, a bit like stewed apple, but with that, I think with the um, boiled, you know, the foamy butter has given it a, a bit of a different look, sort of go a, a sort of pale tan look. But they all just look lovely, and I'm sure, I mean, I'm saying what I think they're good with, but... You know, you can make your own decision about what you're going to have, um, you know, the brown butter apple sauce, the chili and mint salsa verde, or the cranberry port sauce. So you can make your own decisions about that, but they just look beautiful, simple, flavorful. Oh, and don't the illustrations look great? That salsa verde is just a bright pop of green. You'll look really flash if Lovely. you give that to you. Diners. Well, it would be <laughs> lovely guests. because it looked great over grilled seafood. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Some fresh pan fish, pan fried fish. Colour attracts the eye. Yeah. You know, sort of really does. But anyway, that's our easy sauces, and I hope you have some fun doing those. I told you she was saucy today. <laughs> now, she's got a special friend to uh, give a shout out to for the next I recipe. I do. I do. We had a, um, a, a little potluck tea across the road from me and uh, we usually have a few games like you know rummy gump and and some other games but we like to combine it with a a potluck tea and of course Louise came up from Paraparumu and uh, basically she brought her microwave stuffed peppers and they looked lovely and guess what they tasted great too so I'm doing a shout out for you Louise because I'm giving this recipe over today because you sent it to me because it was so great and it's easy and it's done in the microwave you wouldn't think so because they were just really nice and there was a couple left over and I took them home and had them for tea the next night (laughs) so that's how good they were so thank you Louise and here we go two medium green peppers one tablespoon of butter one onion chopped, one cup of soft breadcrumbs, one tablespoon of chopped fresh herbs, well, you've just heard me say about parsley and basil Mm -hmm. or anything that you've got in the garden, one tomato skinned 
and chopped and we know how to get rid of that skin, throw it into some boiling water and leave it there for a minute or two and it'll come off just lovely. One egg, half a cup of grated cheese and good old salt and pepper. Now what we're doing here is halving the peppers lengthwise and remove the seeds and that little core that runs through them. Cook onion and butter in a covered microwave dish on high for two minutes and then stir in the remaining ingredients that I've given you. And fill the pepper shells with this stuffing and make sure you press it in firmly, you know, press it into those shells firmly and place in a shallow dish covered with just grief Proof paper. Please don't cover them with tin foil. You'll have sparks going everywhere. <laughs> Place in a shallow dish, cover with the greaseproof paper, uh, and then cook on high for eight minutes or until the peppers are soft. Now, I'm very aware that everybody's microwaves are different. You know, their high power is different. So just just check those, and the peppers need to be soft, okay, because otherwise the to be a bit tough but these these were lovely they were really really nice and they look good because louise put them on a nice plate and it always makes a difference oh yeah absolutely you just need to go to the op shop and find one of those cool old retro plates to serve things up on of course you do you know something that's going to cost you a dollar or two Mm. and even if you give it away afterwards you know as a gift or if they say you know um can I have something? Oh, yes, take the plate as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. So I just thought that was a good one to throw in today. Well, far out, Louise. That's an easy recipe. In the microwave, it's all done in like less than 15 minutes. That's right. Easy. Exactly. And um, no cleaning your oven. Yeah, that's yeah. always a bonus that's to me. That's always a bonus, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I think since Louise was good enough to send this to you, I think we should have a song for her. What do you reckon? Oh, well, knowing you, Tanya, you will come up with something. I know, you're good at this. Well, I've never met her before, but she sounds sweet. So how about she my is. sweet Louise? Oh, great. <laughs>
when your life comes full circle, come to me. Look for new direction, and if you come in my direction, please stay with me. My sweet Louise, my sweet Louise, sweet, sweet, sweet Louise, my sweet Louise, my sweet Louise, sweet Louise, my sweet Louise, my sweet Especially for Louise, oh. since she gave the last recipe to Gail. Oh, fantastic. She'll love it. Excellent. That was a band called Iron Horse with my sweet Louise. <laughs> You're on Coast Access Radio at the table with Gail. And I like the sound of this one because it's got double cream camembert in it. Yeah, it has. And I'm with chicken crepes. So, you know, I just looked at this and I thought, oh, this looks nice. And then I looked up to the method and then I thought, well, actually... It's not too bad. It's mostly the ingredients that are going to take the time. Mm. And then the method is actually quite good. It's nice and easy to make. So um, here we go. This is um, the crepe recipe I'll give you first. One cup of flour, two large eggs, half a teaspoon of salt, one cup of milk, and one tablespoon of oil or melted butter. Okay, so we'll get back to the crepes afterwards. Now, this is the filling. The filling is 115 grams of double cream camembert, one cup of cooked rice, one cup of cooked diced chicken, one cup of finely sliced mushrooms, a quarter of a cup of chopped parsley, two to three chopped spring onions, and a half a cup of toasted pine nuts, which you can do in the microwave or in the oven, salt and pepper. Now the topping, we're going to put topping on all this when we've done it, is just one cup of grated cheese. Now you can use any cheese that you like, which you think is going to give it, you know, complement that uh double cream camembert. So um, I mostly don't have any very expensive cheeses in my fridge, so I'd be using good old mild or one a cheese like that. But anyway, it's up to you. Now, the getting back to the crepes, you're putting all the ingredients of those crepes into a food processor and well to well blended. Now they say with crepes that it's better to leave them standing for an hour. I think it sort of settles them. I think with waffles is the same. Um, Tanya, when you're making waffles, I usually try and make them, well, at least let them stand for half an hour. I think it aerates it. Well, I don't know. It's like pancakes as well. You have to do that, really. You should really be leaving them, yeah, but Mm. usually people haven't got time for that. (laughs) So basically, but if you can, um, and I've got a little, I've got a waffle machine, which is really great. But crepes, of course, um, you're putting the crepes into a frying pan. 
So they are, and quite thinly. So I haven't got any instruction for you to do that. All you've got to do is just make sure that the mixture is sort of like well blended and it's, you know, sort of not too thick. So when you're putting it into the frying pan and they don't take that long to cook. So I usually got my frying pan and I'm going to demonstrate to Tanya. I know you can't see it. <laughs> oh, no, but, you know, go. I get my frying pan and I roll it, twist it, you know, and yeah. so that it's make sure it covers the whole pan yeah. and then just watch it solidify and then just whip it over and you only need you know seconds on the other side because it's basically cooked well you're going to put those aside of course and then that mixture the filling we're actually going to um i think i said the uh double cream camembert to to chop it up because you know we need it cut into pieces and combine in a large bowl with the remaining ingredients. So make sure that you give it a good mix over and that that camembert is nicely cut up, not too big a pieces. And then you're mixing that all together and then you're putting a few tablespoons, I'm not sure, I think you just have to judge it, depending on how big your pan is and how, well, how big your crepes were. So you're just putting some in the middle and you can, you know, put some in the middle, do a fold, fold it in, you know, like you're wrapping a parcel and fo- and roll it up and put those in a greased dish and, you know, put them alongside each other and top with the grated cheese and bake at 180 degrees for 30 to 40 minutes. Makes my mouth oh, water, actually. Mm, I'd love to too. have something like this. If I went to a cafe or something, it'd be something I'd choose. But, um, but that's it, double cream camembert and chicken crepes. Oh, when that's cooked, that'd just be delicious. That be, double cream yeah, going through absolutely. the mushrooms and the pasta. Yeah, well, they oh. sort of go together, don't they? Chicken yep. and mushrooms, um, they do sort of go together. They're in a partnership, I always think. So, mm-hmm. But anyway, that's our double cream camembert and chicken grapes. You can find that recipe right now on our Facebook page. Go to Coast Access Radio. Now, I'm intrigued by this one. When you sent it through, I thought... Why are they called holiday carrots and sweet potato? The carrots just come back from New Caledonia or something, and they're all brown. Well, what? you were talking about Awakuni we were before, oh, yeah, we and were. you said, oh, you got to bring some carrots back, Gail. So yeah. there you are. Maybe holiday carrots. I could bring some back for you, Tanya. Maybe. Yeah, but I don't know why they're called holiday carrots and sweet potatoes. Maybe it's, um, you know... Uh, good, nice and easy to make when you're away. Maybe it's an American it recipe because ah, sweet potato. Yes, maybe it is. And this book I'm looking at, yes, it could be, actually. It could be. But anyway, what intrigued me about this, I went out for St. Patrick's Night meal. Yeah. And uh, a lovely Mary made some um, a, a Guinness shoe. And when we sat down at the table, she said, oh, it's got prunes in it. And I <laughs> thought, oh, oh, okay, thank you. Um, I would have wondered what that black sort of like bits were in it, you know. I would have thought they were mushrooms or something. But anyway, they were prunes. And when I saw this, and it was a lovely stew, and when I saw this, I thought, well, okay, if prunes can improve that recipe, mm-hmm. you know, but this is a vegetable one, I thought, oh, could be different, could be nice, add a bit of flavour. So anyway, I'm going to give it to you, and the prunes are optional, so don't think you have to put the prunes in. It's easy, three medium-sized carrots, peeled and diced, one large sweet potato peeled and diced. Well, we, we call Kuma a sweet potato, don't we? Yeah, I think we do. Yeah, do we do? Mm. But, I mean, I don't think it matters. One, you know, big normal potato or even a Kuma might taste different. One orange, oh, Kuma and orange go together. They do. One orange, 
30 grams of butter or marge, quarter of a teaspoon of black pepper, half a cup of stoned prunes, as I said, optional, and a quarter of a cup of honey. Mm. So what we're doing, we're putting the uh, oven on quite a high heat, so we're preheating that to 200 degrees Celsius. Bring, it says uh, two centimetres, but I, I don't get carried away with, you know, sort of measures like that. Just put a little bit of lightly salted water, uh, bring to the boil in a, in a saucepan, a reasonable sized saucepan, and add the carrots and sweet potato and cook covered for 15 minutes and drain. It's quite a long time, mm. but, you know, you, you want to make sure that these aren't, well, they won't be old dente if it's 15 minutes. You can do it for 10 if you want to. Depends on how you like them. Meanwhile, grate the rind from the orange, then juice the orange. Please don't do it the other way around because it'll be difficult. So if you're juicing the orange first, you squeeze it all up and it'll be fine. It's very hard to grate an orange that's been sort of squeezed. So you're... Grating the rind from the orange, then juice it. Place the rind and juice in a buttered, you know, reasonable size um, casserole. Not too big because this is not a big dish. But it will serve four. And put it into a casserole. Add the drained carrots and potato, one tablespoon of the butter, the pepper and the prunes, if used. Just sprinkle them over. I think it would be quite good. Mm. And mix well. Then you're drizzling the honey over the top, or the sweetness, and dot with the remaining butter. And I think there's probably, I'm not sure, 30 grams of butter. You've already used one tablespoon. But whatever's left, you know, just put it over the top and dot it around. And you're covering that and baking it for 25 minutes at 200. Mm -hmm. So that's going to really, you know, bake up lovely. So it sounds good. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Something a bit different. I like prunes. Yeah, and I think, you know, this sort of reheated, um, you know, a lot of reheated stuff always tastes better the second time around, I think, sometimes. I don't know whether it's because the flavours have really blended together and, you know, last night's tea sometimes tastes better the next night or something like that, especially a mince dish or a meat dish or something like that. I was just about to say yeah. mince. I was having that conversation with my partner, Tony. He said mince and lasagna and spaghetti bolognese, leftovers always taste better than the yeah, original. Cause, yeah, because that, you know, that beautiful sauces have really had a chance to get in there and uh, it does taste good. So that's our holiday carrots and sweet potatoes. Any holidays coming up that you can actually make those? Yeah, well, maybe you can make the holiday carrots for the Easter Bunny. Oh, that's mm. right. Yeah, that's yes. coming around soon. So, yeah. Yeah, supermarkets will be going mad. Yes. If you want some greens and some actual proper recipes, you listen to Gail, and she's here every Saturday morning at 11.30 on 104.7 FM, and the show's repeated Tuesday afternoons at 4.30pm. But you can catch it any time. Just go to the website, www.coastaccessradio.org.nz, and go to Programs and At the Table with Gail. She's on page one. All right, go well with your travels and we'll catch you same bat channel, same bat time. Yes, next week. And uh, I better look out for some Easter recipes. Oh. I think better just, you know, study a few. All right, look uh, out. Okay. She might be on a sweet binge. Kakite. Kakite.
This program is made with assistance of New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and access internet radio. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.